Hey everyone, this is Steve with the Core Extra Podcast. How you doing tonight? Well, you know, after listening to Kurt's broadcast of how warm and sunny it is down there in the Dominican Republic, I thought I'd give you a, a, a podcast up here from cold, snowy Cincinnati. Where would you rather be? On the beach or in two inches of snow? Inside your house because you can't go out because it's too damn cold out. I'm going to let you decide where you would want to be. Anyway, the reason I want to get on here is Kurt told his story about an airplane. Well, you know, I am not one to top somebody else's story. But I'm going to give it a shot here. This story takes place on a trip to Las Vegas. Now, you know me and Kurt like to go to Vegas, but I went out there another time with another guy, and I don't want to hurt Kurt's feelings. It wasn't him. So, we go out there, have a great So, we go out there, we have a great time, and we won some money. Probably the only time I've ever won money in Vegas. I haven't lost a lot, but probably the only time I ever won any money. Great time, saw some shows, uh, met some people, saw a boxing match, uh, blah, you know, yada, 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 yada. But uh, the story is the airplane. Now, coming into Vegas, smooth sailing. It always is. Taking off out of Vegas is a different story. You know, we're out there in August. It's 100 degrees. Nah, that's even putting it mild. And, it, you know, you're in the middle of the desert. So when you take off out of there... You're pulling up right off of that heat and everything, and you can really feel when you take off. I mean, there's a jolt when you go. So, anyway, we're, we take off, and I'm sitting on the window seat. Now, this is before I was worried when I would fly. My kids were little. Um, they were young. Now my kids are grown up. They have families of their own. So I don't worry as much because they don't need me no more. Nah, they didn't need me for moral support, but it's not like financial support or anything. Matter of fact, they can support me. So, I am so calm flying anymore. I don't even care if the plane goes down. I live my life. I'm fine with it. So, anyway, I, have, I don't even worry about this stuff anymore. So, we're on the plane, but at this time, I did. We're in the plane, and we take off. And I'm sitting on the wing, and, you know, we're climbing, and we're climbing, but we just don't seem to be getting too high. And, um, you know, all of a sudden I see on the wing this big jet stream coming out. So, I'm looking around at the other people, and the people see it, and nobody wants to say anything. So, I figure, you know, I'm going to press the button for the stewardess. Now, you know, the stewardesses aren't up yet. I guess they, they were stewardess then, not flight attendants. They were stewardesses. So, please, don't write into us. So, I pushed a button, and I believe it even said stewardess on it. So, as soon as I pushed a button, the captain comes over. And, you know, he gives us that. I'm probably not going to do it as good as Kurt. But he gives us that, this is the captain speaking. Um, we're having a little bit of difficulty. We're going to have to turn around to Vegas and we'll go from that. Okay, so that's fine. 
Well, you you and I both know you can't just turn the plane around in midair. You got to make this wide swoop to turn around. So, as we turn around, my buddy's on the other wing, small plane. Uh, well, not a small plane, three and three, but we didn't sit together. And he looks over to me and says, that stream's coming out of this. Now, we're going over Lake Mead. I don't know if you're familiar where Lake Mead is. Huge lake out there. Hoover Dam's attached to it. So, there you go. Um, huge lake, fishing, everything. So, this we're going over, and you can see the blue water, and this big stream comes out of his wing. And the captain comes over again and says, Okay, now we are on our departure to the airport. Brace yourself. That's what he said. Brace yourself. Not for impact. Just brace yourself. I I'm not really sure what that means. But everybody put their heads on their lap. Yeah, I mean, big deal. If we hit the ground, we hit the ground. I mean, we're done. No, but no, but like, you, you drop from that high, you, nobody survives. So, as we're pulling in to land, I happen to look up because, you know, I want to see what's going on. Whether or not we're going to crash or not, I just want to see what's going on. So, I look out the window and there's fire trucks along the entire runway. Now, I know it wasn't a show. And they obviously had to be there for us. So as you're coming in with fire trucks, there's not just like three or four. They are staggered along the runway. Not where you land, but where you would crash so they can put the fire out. So they're, they're, they're every 100 feet or 100 yards. So just in case you don't make it to the next 100, we got a fire truck there. So as we pull along and we go by the fire trucks, we land perfect landing well it turns out that what we were doing is we were dumping the fuel now obviously when you dump the fuel the fuel makes it uh, well what am I saying here the fuel will make a bigger explosion if there's more fuel in the plane so the pilot must have thought mm, this might be close and brace yourself must mean, you know, I don't know, it's not as bad as kiss your ass goodbye, but brace yourself. So we dumped all the fuel over Lake Mead on some unsuspecting fisherman that was fishing in the lake. So as we're coming in, it's every hundred yards, there's another fire truck on both sides. So there were probably 25 fire trucks. And ambulances, like they really need them uh, to pick up the pieces. They might as well had the meat wagons along the road. So we land, and they push open the doors, and I guess they decide they don't have to put the uh, slides out. So we don't get off the plane. We just stand there on the plane. Everything's fine. We're on ground. We don't have no fuel, so we're not going to blow up. And they're bringing out people to look at the plane and decide whether or not we can take off again. Well, you can see how uneasy most of the passengers were. 
we don't want to be on this plane no more. And this was a direct flight from Cincinnati to, uh, I mean, from Las Vegas to Cincinnati. So we don't want to be on the play, on the plane. And people are walking around looking at it. And this guy comes out in a business suit. Now, he must be the head of all of them. And he looks up at the plane. And he was right under my wing. And he looked up at the plane. He put his hands on his hips. And he just shook his head. Like, I don't think he was shaking his head. No, we're not taking off again. I think he was shaking his head more or less. How did this thing make it? So that was my close call. So we sat on the plane for an hour before they did anything with us. Now we're on in Las Vegas. It's starting to get to be 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, you know when you sit there in the plane, the air conditioner's not working. It's 100 degrees outside. It's like being in an oven. So they take us off the plane. And they put us on another plane, which is going to Dallas. Now this other plane they put us on is gigantic. It's the biggest plane I've ever been on. It's 353. So we have to fly through Dallas. Now, when uh, my family was to meet me at the Cincinnati airport, and it says flight delayed. That's what it says. So they brought everybody into a room and explained. They brought everybody into the room. Everybody here who's on, who has passengers on flight, I'm just going to say, 1703, come into this room. Well, you know that's not good when they say that. And they said, the flight has been delayed. And everybody's in the room. I can remember my family saying, what do you mean delayed? Well, it's not delayed. I mean, it's delayed. It's going to take off again. Why was it delayed? Well, it had to come back because there was a problem with the landing gear. Well, that just scares the shit out of everybody that was there. But eventually they put us on the Dallas plane. And we flew into Dallas. And then home. But with five seats across, I mean, we had three and four seats to each of us. So we were laying down on the way home, which was a nice ride on the way home. Now, there wasn't anybody praying as loud as that. Because I think everybody had already, you know, taken it that we were going to crash and explode. So we were past the praying point. We were, you know, getting ready to meet the maker point. But anyway, that is my story. So, you'll probably get more stories from Kurt from down there in the beautiful... Dominican Republic, and I'm going to start letting out some more up here from cold Cincinnati. But before I go, I do want to put this out to all of our listeners. This is very important because the flight that Kurt was on is probably going to be the same flight he's coming back to the States. So if anybody wants to send their resume in to be part of the Core Extra podcast, and be a new host with me. Because it sure as hell don't sound like Kurt's plane's coming back. Not through all that stuff. And, and he may even have to go over to Bermuda Triangle somehow. Maybe a tip of it. I'm not sure. So I'm taking resumes right now. So send them in. Care of the Core Extra Podcast. 
You can find us at all those places Kurt says all the time. Our Twitter, you can go look at us on Twitter. The easiest way I can tell you is go to Google. Google Core Extra. We're the first ones. So send your resumes in. And maybe you can become a member of the Core Extra podcast. Let's hope not. But you never know. This is Steve signing off.